0: Hello! She was a level on the road to alcohol, and
1: I was just What's up everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of From, yard, yard. of From Here It's Potable. Uh, we are going to recap the Texas game and look forward to the ever frustrating Kansas State Wildcats. So here we go. What's going on, Hey, before we get to the podcast, I just want to do make sure I shout out our sponsor, Prime Residential Mortgage Incorporated. They're the Lending with Passion division of Primary Residential Mortgage Inc. Whether you're buying, refinancing, or taking cash out of your home, PRMI can help. Rates are still near all-time lows, and our mortgage experts can help find the best mortgage solution for you. They can help you with purchasing your dream home, an investment property, a vacation home, whatever you need, they can help you with. They have locations all over the state of Texas, but they complete the entire process online and it's easy and and they just love working with fellow Red Raiders. They can be reached at p r m i raider at primeres.com, through the website at www.lendingwithpassion.com or by phone at 214-736-9466. So get in touch with them for, for any of your needs for anything like that. All right, here to bask in the glow of a Texas Tech victory over the University of Texas. We've got Hunter Davidson, Will McKay back again. What's up, guys? What's What's up? up? How's it going? See, I like to not ask a specific person and just see which one responds first.
0: (laughs) Some psychology test.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) No, but we were just right before we hit record. I think it's a good place to start. Like we had Hunter posed the question before NC State is our defense legit? First drive against Texas, me and Will, we look at each other and be like, uh-oh, that was very easy. But after that, they still had some drives, but it wasn't easy. Like we made them work for it after that. And part of that is because defensive line might be good. And as Hunter has pointed out, Tyree Wilson is probably the best defensive end in the conference.
0: Yeah, and I also thought uh, you know, that they got loose on a couple plays in the first half that they didn't in the second half as much. But really, it's it's kind of what we talked about last week with them. Uh they just have elite level skill players. And I think their guys that you thought would make plays stepped up and made plays for them. Uh, you know, Bijan ended up with over a hundred yards rushing, but I mean, it really came on I think about three, three of those rushes is really where he got the majority of his yardage. Yeah. Um and then, and then Xavier Worthy, same thing. You know, he really made an impact on that one long touchdown catch, and then he really didn't do much else the rest of the day. Um, but that, that's really the only way that they got after you was uh, was with those guys making plays.
1: Yeah, I meant to look at the available yards stuff. Hunter, did you look at the available yards for Bijan and how much he got? For their offense? Uh, I can't – I don't know how to do it for just Bijan. Um, oh, but for some reason, I thought you could look at just Bijan. No, I guess I was. Oh, you know what I was thinking? I was thinking TCU last year. It was their running backs. I can remember like their well, it was just
2: super easy to. Yeah. To yeah. calculate.
1: Right. That's right. They, that's sp- right. they yeah. scored a touchdown every time. they. Yeah, yeah. that's right. That, that's that was I my just confusion. did
2: that by hand.
1: Yes, that's right. I forgot about that. Um, but yeah, I,
2: I go ahead. Well, yeah, I keep talking. I'm going to look up what their offense did. It, oh, they yeah. they,
1: they move the ball. I mean they did the first of all. Yeah, and especially in the first half. And I mean, again, Will and I looked at each other after they after Bijan kind of waltz waltzes in right before halftime and be like, that might be it. Like they could not score there. Like something something, something that was
0: funny. That, yeah, something that was funny, Hunter. I think you said it uh, in our text earlier this week, where you know, Taylor and I looked at each other and I said exactly what you what you texted us, which was I just don't know if we got the horses in this yeah. one to, to keep up. And then, uh, lo and behold, at halftime, you you made some stellar adjustments. Uh, and I think that your defensive line, you know, E.T. still moved the ball a bit in the second half, but I thought your defensive line do- pretty much dominated them that whole yeah. second half of that game.
1: Well, just think about last year. You have you have pretty much the same personnel. And mm-hmm. you it, they were basically going on, like, tackling dummies. Like, you were just – you were in the way. It was JV kids holding tackling dummies. That's all you were. And then like this year there is carnage. Like I pointed that on my write up yesterday, like that fourth and one they got in their row or whatever they call it. And there are bodies everywhere, you know, like you are throwing white jerseys around um, Jalen Hutchings, just an incredible like slant right across the UT guards face. Doesn't even get hands on him. And, and if he doesn't get him, no Tyree Wilson is standing right there. You know, like it's, it was the difference between the defensive line play last year and this year just in this game alone. There were moments last year in the D line pretty well, played pretty well, but this matchup alone, and I know this the you know the UT line is younger, but it was it was impressive. And
0: what yeah. Well what was crazy to me was I can't remember a run where they just had a straight up like downhill run play where they gashed you at all. Like a tra- I mean, you know what i mean just like a traditional yeah. like we're gonna run power we're gonna run zone and then no. we're just gonna get 16 or 18 yards it was all it just, just Never having happened. like
1: yes. the, the the runs Bijan had were just those outside zones and there's not many better than him at just finding the lane putting your foot in the ground and kind of it's weird because it doesn't look fast but it is you know his feet are moving so fast and um yeah. and then he you know he gets down the sideline and Like, I think Reggie Pearson thinks he has the angle and then he doesn't, you know, um, what's crazy to me is like, I, I pointed out to you, it might've been on their first drive or it was at least their second drive, like worthy, worthy limped off the field. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know when he got banged up and I don't know if it was one of those deals where he heard it early and then eventually just had to leave or he like heard it early and then heard it again later.
2: Yeah, you he um, heard it, early. and then uh, a Malik defended pass later on in the second quarter. He tweaked it again. Okay,
1: then that that's what it was. And, and and to me, that we talk about like all last week, we talked about the math. Like if you're having to cover Worthy and their tight end and Whittington and account for Bijan, you you just don't have the math in your favor. Well, the moment Worthy goes out there, you do, and I think you saw that in the scheme.
2: Mm-hmm. So I got I got some numbers. Um, they they gained fifty two percent of possible yards against us which is uh they gained 67% against UTSA, 73% against Monroe and 46% against Bama. So wow. a little bit worse than what Bama did. Guess what they <laughs> you're, you're guess first, not, as good as Bama. Yeah. <laughs> guess guess what they did last year against us. What percent of yard like if they could gain a yard. Yeah. How many percentage of those yards did they gain? 88.
1: I'll I'll go 83.
2: oh Oh, my god
1: that's what it felt like it felt like that i thought surely my mind remembers that worse than it actually was no wow uh (laughs) how big of a
0: deal
1: yes how big of a deal like when hunter i know you did your your rewatch too like i i felt like you could notice a difference in kind of how we approached their offense when worthy went out did you see that same thing
2: uh, sort of I mean they uh I, I felt like we've been doing we we're doing something that we've done all year it's just kind of putting our corners on not on an island but putting them in man coverage and just telling other teams like hey if you want to throw it if you want to challenge Malik or challenge Rashad Williams go ahead to do it go ahead and do it you still got to yeah, go you it. know protect yeah. your quarterback long enough to to throw it to him which it is not always easy like we, to- we
1: were it just seemed like we were real like in the first half we kind of we were a little hesitant to fully commit to the run. And then the second half, it was just like balls to the wall. Like we just fly. Like, honestly, like the way NC State attacked us, you know, when, when we went through the yeah. mesh. And and maybe that was just the feeling more than actual, you know, what well, it
0: was. What, what's interesting too, I think, for UT, really in their passing game, they got – if we could chart it somehow, I'd, I'd love to see it, but they got – it had to have been the vast majority of their passing yardage on slants or crossing routes where uh, Whittington or one of their tight ends or or somebody else just got open by, you know, just getting a good cut off the line of scrimmage and just kind of made himself open. Like you manufacture that play, you know?
1: Yeah. And I think that's something card Hudson card was good. Like, I don't think that I agree other than the pick, which was an awful decision, but I don't think yours would have played better than him like the way he was escaping like he made plays that I'm not sure Ewers makes on with his feet he and made maybe, some
2: really clutch plays on third down yeah there was so he, he, many even of them in the second half you know yes. when we were largely stopping him you know yeah. i mean it was even if, on the he wouldn't have made a couple of third down plays just like uh, something that he did
1: yeah
2: i mean it, it would
1: have been a shutout in the second half yes like I didn't think he had that speed. I didn't think he had, I mean, he, he his movement in the pocket was really good. Even on the their final drive, yeah. the 21 second one. I was 90% sure Tyree was about to sack him. And he kind of just went like limp in the pocket. It was a I don't know what he did, but it was effective. And he just stepped up. And like you said, there were several uh third downs that he converted. The one to the touchdown to worthy. I mean, Pierre kind of had him and he just avoided it. And those are plays I'm not sure a guy like yours makes.
0: I also thought that on the rewatch, I don't think his speed comes across as much on TV as it does in person. Yeah. As far as card goes. To me in person, it, it, it's like, uh, I know you made a joke about it, Hunter, but it was like, he, uh, you know, that everybody's all over this like buzzword of like running over 20 miles an hour. That that dude was for sure trucking like
2: 21 or 22 miles an hour
0: at some it point. It sure
2: seemed like it. Yeah. Uh,
0: but he, I mean, he, and he like was, said, I, I mean,
2: when you look, he was like one of the highest rated dual threat quarterbacks out of high school. So which is interesting we're just all being that... super racist. <laughs> yeah.
0: But what's interesting to me is like you would think that Sark would utilize that more and they would run more like speed option or some well, things to get him involved in the run game.
2: He's allegedly hurt.
0: Yeah. I guess that's true. I forget he, about he that. Didn't You're see right. It. He's hurt.
2: But yeah, Sark said they had to travel four quarterbacks, which he's like has never done before apparently because of because of that because he's a little dinged up. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was one of those deals. And you know, I've coached guys like this who like limp everywhere. They limp all week. They limp to the huddle and then you give them the ball and they're magic. Luca's like that. Like Luca will will be like holding his wrist and like his face. And then the moment the ball gets to him, like he's he's magically healed. Like I think there are just guys (laughs) like that. And card I guess is is that way. Um the thing that was impressive about the defense and I said this in my write up and I think we, we've talked about it just in a text, but they're just solid. Like they, they, they're not, they're not going to beat themselves with like, there were some secondary miscommunications, but like, like there was UT got in bunch and two guys went with one receiver and it left Whittington open. And then obviously the last, the the last drive was ridiculous, and those guys were screaming at each other afterwards. And then the worthy touchdown, like you just got a guy lost going through zones. That happens, but they only guys, play muddy's not on the field, which right. is hilarious. Which that might yeah, that might explain a lot. But like guys are in their gaps, linebackers are covering. They're like guy dudes are flying to the ball, like and you're rewarded with flying to the ball in overtime when Merriweather strips Bijan and Pearson. Is right there like that 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 is exactly why you preach running to the ball for things like that happening so um it's just like we said it last week and I'll just keep continue to say it because it's awesome but you have a defense that is fundamentally sound but not only that they're they're good like Tyree Wilson is is good like Hunter says I mean you may have posted it so you don't have to like repeat it all but like yeah no I I haven't posted it so uh, okay the Tyree stuff is
2: he leads the Big 12 in pressures forced out of any player in the Big 12,
1: and I should have looked at it across the country. And pressures he, are more sustainable than sacks, exactly, so that's a good, definitely good sign.
2: Yeah, they're more sustainable than sacks, but but he's got the second most sacks too. I mean, he's just one <laughs> Which, behind a guy a guy for Kansas. And uh, what's unique about him is just I was kind of comparing him to some of the other guys on the list. It's an even split. He has 12 pressures from the left edge, 10 from the right. Oh. Um, we're we're moving around. He's not. He's yeah. not like, we're not just like loading him up on one side. We're moving him around. He also has um, the most tackles in the big 12 and follow along here on designed run plays that are considered to be unsuccessful for the offense. So um, on first and 10, it's a run play. That's for four or less on second and seven. It's for three or less on third or fourth down. It's before the first down marker. So yeah. it's not counting sacks. Cause that's a pass play. It's not, yeah. you know, so in sum, if just simply stated, he has been the most productive player in the Big 12, rushing the passer and defending the run. The most incredible. The most productive. And that's you know, in football, there's there's two things you can do. You can run or pass. So so he's <laughs> I mean, he's the most productive defensive lineman in the Big 12 right now, which that's is awesome. just that's what you want. Yes. And and when you watch him, I mean, I can't tell you. And what kind of what strikes me at, at that is when I do these rewatches, I'm like, man. Tyree was so close to making that play. Like he yes. blew that up, yeah. and like was saying, and so there's a lot like of meat on the bone. He's like he's still blowing up stuff that he's not getting credited for anything right. on run plays, and I guess on some of those pressures he is. But uh, I, I just watch him. He affects the play almost every time. Yes, and and it's yeah. like a you know he's he's not like it's just his size, but he's uh, bull rushing guys. I mean, mm-hmm. if you watch, just slow it
1: down. He uses his size.
2: Yeah, their first play um, on their last drive, they throw it like maybe a 10-yard completion. It's the one where he's like an inch away from stripping the ball.
1: Yes, I thought um, he was going to.
2: Yeah, he he makes contact with their left tackle, and within about a second of the camera time, that guy has been moved back five – it's literally five yards. Like, it's he moves him five <laughs> yards.
1: <which is> exactly <laughs> so I'm going to take you from here season. to here. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. I mean, he is – uh, like we can climb in and wow I forgot his name Kansas State's OC former quarterback Colin Klein Colin Klein that's who they're that's that's the first bullet point on their game plan what are we gonna do like because with, with an elite guy like him you either read him or you run <laughs> at him like like you can run right at him because a lot of those guys aren't good at defending the run but like Hunter just said you don't want to run right at him because he's the best dude in the league at defending the run. And you don't want to read him because Texas tried to do that a few times and he just blew it up. He does what those uh, Alabama kind of, I wouldn't say revolutionized, because when, you ha- when you're when you as good as they are, you can do this. But instead of – they taught their defensive ends, like instead of picking uh, quarterback running back on zone read type plays, just run at the mesh. Run at the mesh and cause havoc. And that's what – it looks like that's what our guys are doing and he's made several plays and strung out several plays that way heck freaking the genius coalition in Austin decided let's let's uh block him with a tight end and a slot receiver and that was that went very poorly for them I, I don't even know like what were you thinking would happen when you send number zero over to his side like Tyree like flicked him away like a mosquito and then just tackled Bijan for a loss it was awesome but yeah, I don't know what they're gonna do because you can't read them. I guess you can you can try doubling him, but the rest of our D line is pretty good too.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And my thing is uh, you know, Washington K State a little bit, their their line line's pretty good. So I wonder if theirs or NC State's O line is better because O line's pretty NC State's pretty solid up front, and Tyreek got after their left tackle quite a bit, who everybody thinks is in a prospect.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think NC State's is better. Yes, they, okay. there is. It isn't bad. They, they do have <clears throat> um, like on paper, one of the weaker tackles in the Big 12. They have yeah. they have him. Uh, his name is KT Leviston. He went to Waco Midway. So I'm thinking, you know, that could be a problem. They, they have a uh, is it is he related to Dan Beebe, the former? I think it is. It's, it's Cooper Beebe. He's a guard for them. He's like an NFL oh. player at some point. I, I think uh-huh. he's like the I Think he's like the grandson or something of the former Big 12 commissioner, maybe not, but um, they, they do have a couple good ones. They, they're uh, their guards are, look good, guards look good. That's very good. Kansas State, okay. very Kansas State. Yes, yeah. let's see. I'm gonna see if it has, they, lost, they lost a guy, they lost a, a starter for the year, a guy, but they've been playing without him by now. So
1: it does not mention well, former Big 12 commissioner BB in his biography. So okay. maybe it is, maybe he's not. I don't know. Well,
2: we. We solved that mystery.
1: <laughs> kind of. Um, I uh, How'd you all think, because without Demetri Moore, and I know he hasn't been like star, he hasn't like been a schooler replacement or anything, but I thought without him, I was slightly worried, just like how many snaps can Krishan play? How many quality snaps can he play? You know, can Kosai continue to play well? Can uh, Rodriguez step in and, I was I thought that might have been the linebacker's best game because when you're going against backs like that and tight ends like that you kind of have to be on your toes and I thought they played extremely well.
0: Yeah, I thought they played extremely well. The only time it's it's just going to be part of it. I think there was a time or two that Krishan got stuck out in the flats whenever they had him I think uh, lined up on. I can't remember if it was Ro, if it was uh Roshan or if it was Bijan one of the two they had him lined up on him and he kind of got put in the spin cycle a time or two on that but i mean that's that's nothing i'm gonna blame him for as a middle linebacker that's just a bad matchup you get stuck in yeah um but but to me i think i think the biggest thing was with the linebackers is that i didn't uh Krishan obviously made a bunch of big plays but the other guys i didn't really notice them and i think right. sometimes the linebackers that's that's good you know yeah, they, I mean? were,
1: they were just where they were supposed to be yeah like that and that, that that's all you can ask i do wonder if I like Hunter posed this hypothetical earlier. So is it Blankenbaker? That's who it is. The transfer from Wyoming, right? Blankenbaker. Yeah. Yeah. So like he's good. And he he was
2: a premier. He was a premier defensive
1: back for a good G5. Yeah. He's he's the type of grad transfer, like good schools to get and insert into their starting lineup. And he plays, you know, all the snaps. He didn't play a single snap. I think. he. Yeah, I don't think he's barely played this year. Just and so, in general. And so yeah. Hunter, Yeah. Hunter is hypothetical. And I guess Hunter could just say it, but it's just, is our secondary good or is he a bust? And I, I think it's who would he start over is the, is the question I asked Hunter because I think our secondary is good. Yeah. My thought on, yeah. Cause my initial,
2: my automatic reaction is like, he's a bust because like, that's just for tech defense. If you bring in a guy that played mm-hmm. a lot somewhere, he's going to be counted on to to play every snap like you said but this is the first time you know where i'm like mate you know well i don't know if he is a bus because because like you said we've got some guys back there and the in the key though is when you when your offense is doing what we're doing and you play 60 snaps you're you can just play your guys you can just play 11 guys yeah i mean oh you played like 20 guys against kansas state because kansas state ran up a bunch of snaps right you know yeah that and so i but i i i think to answer your question, I'm not sure that he's, uh, yeah, I'm not sure that he's a bust. I just think, you know, Malik Dunlap. So here I was looking uh, Malik Dunlap has been thrown at more than any defensive back in the big 12. Wow. And, but yet there are 21 guys in the big 12 that have allowed more receiving yards than him. So that's obviously that divergence there is a, is a good thing. It's also a good sign
1: that other teams think Ray shot is good. Like we do. That's true. If yeah. they're choosing to throw at Malik, then they, they don't want to throw a Rashad.
0: Right. And and then on top of that, and guys, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think uh the only like play you've given up like over the, the middle of the field as far as like a deeper than 20, 20 yards, I think it's that that uh, long pass to Tank Dell and the open opening snap against Houston in the in the second half. I think that's the only deep yeah, ball you've six- given up over the middle of
1: all year. I don't know if you could you could kind of count that worthy one because it was like a deep cross, like he ended up catching it on Man. the sideline. So I don't know how you yeah. want to count that one, but he he started left and went all the way right. But yeah, you, you're not giving and that like Hunter said, that was the snap that Muddy didn't play.
2: Yeah, it's crazy. The one snap he's not on the field. We have a miscommunication. In in uh, so since the Murray State game, when people thought we are we were having problems with our secondary, which we said that at the time when you look, they weren't physical problems. You know, it was just like, we're not looking at the ball. We're like running ourselves out of the play. Right. Um, This this is on, you know, last three games. This is on passes that have traveled 20 or more yards in the air. Our opponents are five of 18 for 178 yards and one touchdown. You know, one of those was the 63
1: yard bomb, but that's good. I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty good. That's really good. Yeah. Especially for as bad as we thought we were going to be in that area. Uh, But yeah, I just, I can't say enough about the defense. Just, I mean, they just kind of, they tighten, it's it's cliche, but they just tighten the screws in the second half. Mm -hmm. and, And Hunter's right, like the offense absolutely helped. We've seen the opposite of that so many times that we are very familiar with what happened of where your defense just gets run into the ground because you cannot sustain a drive on offense and the other team can. And it's, it was—it's so refreshing to be on the other side of that and just yeah. physically dominate an opponent towards the end of a game.
0: It was such like a like weird kind of twilight zone game to watch. Where how many times have we been Texas in that scenario? Yeah, where where you're, you know, you have a lead, you you know, you're kind of feeling yourself a little bit, but then in the second half, you just get worn down, and then you just kind of fall apart the, the further the game game goes on. We've Seems been like on that every... side. Of it. Every so Oklahoma
1: not, State game under Cliff was that way. It seemed like, like you, you got out to a 14-point right. lead and then just couldn't hang on to it.
0: And your, your eventually what it came down to was that your defense just could could not get a stop, period. Yeah. Um. So being on the opposite side of that where, you know, and I know we're going to get to the offense, but to where your offense runs almost legit, almost a double of plays the other team did. And by the end of that game, you know, if, if there would have been another full quarter, I think you may have scored on every possession against UT. Yeah. And by the end of that game, they could not stop you. They, no. they were cast by the Absolutely. end of that game,
1: and it was hot. Like, I don't think that can be said. How hot it was. That like that it was, was hot. hotter. Yeah. That was hotter than the Houston game. You know, and it was it, it was it was hot. And and of course, the you know they're in the sun, which again, good. That's I love it. Um, and. and it, it also go and we we were calling for this last week. We can just kind of moved to the offense, but yeah. we were calling for it last week about how we saw what the way Cumbie made Donovan work, and and Donovan is better than he than he was then. But there's there's things that Cumbie did that, that could help him out, and I think Kidley did some of those things. He uh, I don't think like I didn't. We went fast at times, but I don't think we went as fast as we wanted you know, we were wanting to go at the beginning of the year. You definitely saw him kind of cut the field in half. You saw easier reads. I think they even said that he didn't have as much. You saw him, he, he was communicating with the receivers. He was changing um, protections, but I don't think he had as much freedom with the offense at the line. And we, he used his legs, you, you know, to don't take a sack, get three yards. And all of those things happened, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Was, uh, so I don't know. I mean, I, again, just like with the defense, I don't have a ton of complaints. I don't have a ton of notes with the offense.
0: What was, what was interesting again, you know, I know that, uh, you know, I think McGuire and Kitley both lightly kind of commented on that as far as they kind of changed how much they were letting Donovan do. Um, but there was a point in the second half, uh, you know, Taylor and I were sitting next to each other. And I, I looked over at the sideline whenever um, uh, Donovan was going to audible play, but he looked over at Kitley, and Kitley hand signaled in something to him for yeah. him to call. So I, you know, I wonder if it was a thing where he was doing just check with me as far as what you're gonna call, or how they were doing that. It was different, but but, you know, upon the rewatch, I think other really than the first drive of the second half, I I thought Donovan played his best game that he's played as a Red Raider, and and live I didn't think that necessarily, but you know, on on the rewatch on the TV watch, I I thought he was, uh, you know, he was poised, he was decisive. He, uh, he. It's his internal clock seemed to be much, much better than it's much ever better. been before. Yeah. He was making, you know, if if there was a blitz coming, he was he was finding somebody to throw it to, or he was getting the ball. Yes. Um. And you know, I know that we got credited with two and a half sacks, or you know, they credited uh our line with two and a half sacks. But you know, going back and watching the game, I think both of those were they weren't really the offensive line's fault necessarily. Well, it was just won. him running yeah.
1: around. He ran out of bounds. Yeah. A you know, yard behind the line of scrimmage one time that counted as one. But yeah, the 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 first drive out of half was what looked like NC State Donovan. Like it was bad. Balls were yeah. like Price was open for a first down, missed him. Lowick was open for a big play, missed him. Um, and I, and I was like, "Oh, give me a break!" You know, and it was, in, you know, he, he we go for it on fourth down. He throws the he throws to the guy that's triple covered when two guys are open. Like it was like all the bad things against season It's like he got it all out of his system in one drive. But we we had been wondering like, why isn't Miles Price used more? Miles Price has thirteen catches. You know, could have had more. So yeah, I don't I don't know I don't know if we could have asked for a, a much better performance than that.
0: And, and Kitley, I thought that was the best play calling job he's done all year. I thought he called the hell out of that game. But, you know, he was he was taking what UT was giving him. Uh, you know, there were lots of underneath routes, lots of kind of uh, not necessarily screens, but you were throwing it to your backs out of the backfield. You were throwing it to price some short routes. Uh, you were getting the ball out fast. And then you were using Donovan as a runner in the way that I think you should use him in a runner with the right play calls in the right specific situations where you get him a matchup with one guy where he can just fall forward for a couple yards and, and down, they did that on downhill, third down, downhill, a hurry. Down. downhill running. That's yes. why those draws no, I...
1: don't work, is because he starts going backwards and then has to go. And it, the, I agree. They're not good.
0: The draws are bad. Yeah. yeah.
1: I, uh, I've, uh, Hunter, you had some stuff about the offensive line, <laughs> which <laughs> we probably should get to at some point. You may not. You may want to be complimentary first, but I do want to get to your offensive line numbers at some point.
2: Yeah, my, so I third week in a row, uh, my rewatch results in me feeling much better about Donovan, you know, and a lot of that's because I, of our offensive line. Um, I, and during the rewatch, I, I actually came away from it thinking that our offensive line did not play better than they have in, yeah. the, in other games. Yeah, they did it's not just, we, we just like we did better around them, you know, yes. whether it was Donovan making a decision quicker, a receiver getting open quicker, or a play call that was, you know, a, a better play call. Um, running backs
1: using all the pressure in their like pressure in their face to go the opposite yeah. direction.
2: Now with, with that said, this is the third week in a row. I'm I'm saying this. I'm gonna hope that that was one of the best defensive fronts in the country again. And they sure look like it. I mean, they, I think so. Their interior guys are amazing. I mean, they've just got, like, seven of them that they rotate in and out. They and made they have Alabama's a good,
1: line. Yeah,
2: straight. they did. And they have some good edge rushers, too. Um, but, you know, yeah, it's just yeah, – I think it's fair to just start saying that uh, Caleb Rogers is has been a disappointment. I think it's even fair to say, like, a massive yeah. one. Through four games and i think dennis wilburn just kind of is what he is what we thought he was you know he's a he started his career at texas a&m kingsville for a reason and yeah he played good in junior college but he walked on at tech for a reason nobody wanted him out of junior college for a reason and he was at a massive disadvantage on saturday and i don't think that that you said this taylor you know i think UT was able to rotate, isn't like uh, the teams we play, aren't going to be able to rotate guys the way they did, but we will play some like Baylor's got a nose tackle. Kansas yeah. state has this big country boy <laughs> that looks really good and dominated. OU. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's just going to be a problem for us. Yeah. So this is some, some, some O-line stuff. Um, Caleb Rogers has allowed the most sacks by any offensive lineman in the country. He has the most sacks attributed to him. Jeez. He has the, third most pressures allowed attributed to him by an offensive tackle. Wilburn has allowed the most pressures um, by any center in the country.
1: That Uh, one was surprising to me, honestly. But
2: when you go to just big 12 offensive linemen, only most pressures allowed in the conference. Number one is Rogers. Number two is Wilburn. Number three is a guy from Iowa state. Number four is Monroe Mills. Number five is a guy from Oklahoma state. And then six is Peterson so four so, of our five guys yeah, so four not of good. our five and the and the one that's not in there um, is f- is maybe just because we've had an injury at
1: that spot yes, you That's know, exactly that's what, what i was about to say yeah yeah, yeah.
2: but I, although i you know weston's probably the best one but anyways but uh so yeah my i've i mean but that's encouraging because for them to play for them to just in my opinion, they got flat out whipped. I mean, they allowed over 30 pressures to UT, which is the same amount as we did at U of H. You know, it it honestly may have been the same performance. It's just, like I said, other things were happening that that made those things not affect us. But um, so that that's, what's encouraging to me is that we were able to move the ball very consistently with that level of play happening. Now on the flip side, I thought our running game was better. And so that could be, I, I wasn't, I don't have any comments about him in in that regard. Um, That's true. Yeah. Past protection standpoint. I mean, some of these plays where I'm during, when I'm watching it live, I'm like, Jesus, Donovan, what are you doing? And then I watched (laughs) I watched the replay and I'm like, okay, now I understand you had 0.75 seconds to throw before four guys were about to destroy you. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. It's, it's concerning, but like you said, it's very difficult to scheme around that constantly or not even constantly con- uh consistently. Yeah. But when you i guess that's that is the benefit of having a guy like Donovan is you saw i mean like some of those fourth down plays were just ridiculous, you know, but like that's we've seen him do ridiculous consistently. You know, like we've seen him do bad ridiculous too, but you know, he's backing up, backing up, backing up. Oh, there's Miles Price. I'll flick it. He almost like, it was like a basketball shot over the linebackers into Miles Price's hands, you know? And then like somebody like Taj may struggle to run the ball with as bad as this offensive line is, because as we've talked about, he yeah. just likes to go, but we saw how good Sir Roderick was. Cause I mean, for one, Sir Roderick is incredibly elusive. Like, I would, I would, I should have went back. How many tackles did he break behind the line of scrimmage? But he does his spin move, he does his side step, and then finds the hole. I mean, that's what the play that basically won the game in overtime that got like where he got to the three or whatever. We blocked that horrendously. He just happened to make somebody miss and then find a seam, you know. But but like everyone on the offensive line was beaten in that play. He just made it work. Yeah. So I don't know it worries me how I like that's obviously not sustainable and we've seen it not be sustainable. And so, but, but that's where it was nice to see Kitley. I think that's where your tight ends come in handy because you saw how quick Donovan could get the ball to the tight ends. like, and I think we might see more of that. We saw it wasn't really an RPO because they weren't run blocking, but they really rode the mesh as long as he could and then jumped, you know, dumped it over the top to Baylor cup, just the simple out to Baylor cup, that kind of stuff and to Miles Price too. That kind of stuff can really help when, your offensive, when you know your offensive line can't protect.
0: Yeah. And speak, speaking of Cup, um, uh, you know, to, to me, I, you know, whenever I saw him on the field with the ball in his hands, he, I mean, that dude looks like a, a thoroughbred, yeah. like out there running with the ball. Yes. Like it's very apparent why he was a five-star out of high school. Yeah. Because when you see him catch it and you see him start running, you're like, it, to me, it's one of those things in my brain where, you know, whenever I see guys, my brain goes, who's that? Yeah, you know, kind of a thing. So, you know, and I, I, I thought whenever he was asked to run block, he did a good job of that too. Um,
1: that might be the difference not. between him and Tharp, honestly.
0: Yeah. So, but but to me, it's like you know, if uh, you know if Teeter's healthy, it's it's one a one b cup and Teeter. I think is your tight ends, and as much as I hate to say it, as crazy as it is, I think Tharp's your third tight end at this point. Or Tharp should, should be. be like
1: your kidding. Tharp should be like your second slot receiver like he's your third tight end and he's your backup slot like that should be what Tharp is but I think you know back to Kitley I thought they used him well you know like they had that the the fake double screen seam you know if if he's looked Donovan threw that kind of weird he threw it to the outside instead of the inside but if if you know Tharp's looking at that he scores they have the trick play with like the tackles out wide and they're trying to hit the the seam to him. Like yeah. you're you're trying to use him. And you know, I you use cup the way he should be used. You use Tharp the way he should be used. Price, Thompson. Like it almost seems like Kitley's starting to get into a groove. Like who who's gonna, you know, who's gonna play when the lights come on? Who can I get who can I count on? Who can I get the ball to? How can I figure Donovan out? It almost I, I guess I hope it seems like he's starting to figure out the you know how to work this offense. And I guess one thing that might go to him figuring it out is there's two there's a couple things that I we need to see more. And, and Will, we we talked about it sitting in the stands was outside receivers and you can see almost the lack of respect UT gave you in that area because of how yeah. their safeties were up on you. And this goes into that we're just not explosive. And so whenever an offense isn't explosive, I worry about sustainability like if you have to drive the ball you know 10 plays to score Yost's offense were like this and it it just it wasn't good um but hunter you had a good point when when we were talking about that earlier about kitley doing it on purpose
2: yeah it's kind of like if you can't block people you you know you don't you can't really throw it deep or if you've got a quarterback and then another part of that is if you can't block people, then you don't want to be in obvious passing situations, which is like McGuire right. said multiple times. Uh, and yeah, to your point about Kelly figuring now, I mean he he has moved the ball in a, uh, his whole career as a play caller with like very being very explosive, not worrying about like staying in quote unquote manageable situations. Uh, he you know prior to this year he was he threw the ball on first and second down more than anybody other than I think more than Mike Leach, you know? So yeah. um, Yeah. It's just, it's uh, I think he's, I think it's fair to like wonder, yeah. Is he starting to realize a different way to move the ball and, and, and just kind of having to learn on the fly because going into this year, you know, he probably, he thought he was going to have a different quarterback. Yeah. And so he might've, he might've thought to himself, you know, with with Shuck, with he he's going to be processing things very quickly, and I'm not gonna to have to kind of like handicap any anything, any part right. of my offense.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I it, and when we do want to take a deep shot, you can tell it's set up. Like it's
2: we, you have, know, completed, we have completed shred. one pass. <laughs> We've completed one pass thrown 20 yards downfield. Was that the against flea flicker or against power on the, five? Was it the first point of the season? Power five. Oh, so okay. it's power five. it so was the you said, it was the offsides throw it up to trey oh cleveland.
1: trey cleveland uh
2: yeah we've drawn some pass interferences yeah but that's the only one we've completed
1: and I, the uh donovan may may be a little uh, snap count wizard because he got ut twice and they both ended up in big plays so i'd like to see and, and that, that goes to the check with me is you know, you fake that, and if and if they jump, you do what you saw. And if they don't, we'll get the right play called. So I, I like yeah. that.
2: To Wilburn's credit, on the Cleveland one, that was him. You know, he, yeah, he, he snaps the ball like the guy jumps. He snaps it very quickly. The guy's getting back. Right. I mean, it, was, right. it wasn't. It uh, wasn't a given that that was going to be a false. Uh, you know, offsides. But he, no, yeah, he the ball. Yeah,
1: you have to make that like the side judge is going to work. You know, he's going to lean side of the offense on that. So yeah, Wilburn did a good job there for sure. Um,
0: or go ahead. I, I would want, yeah, I would wonder. You know, uh, you know something that we talked about to Taylor during the game. Um, and and what we're talking about the safeties for anybody who doesn't know. And, I, and it doesn't. I don't know if you can tell as much on TV, but in person, the safeties were up like nine or ten yards off of the line of scrimmage, which and is narrow, which is really cool. Yeah, and narrow, which which means that they just don't think you're going to throw it deep and they're trying to stop you from running it or throwing these short little routes, which they still couldn't, which is a good sign. But at the same time, I I kept waiting for us to like throw miles uh, a ball where he ran a seam, or you line him up on the outside and try to throw something downfield to him. But maybe it is, you know, like Hunter, like you said, maybe it's just a thing where you just, you just don't feel like you're going to have four seconds for him to, to win a one-on-one and get, get open downfield at this point.
1: And maybe they, Um, they tried it against NC state and it, it, we were second and 16 every time, you know? And so it was just like, to it, um, because when we, when we do take shots, it does seem like it is like exaggerated play action, boot protection. We've got the backside guard pulling to like personally protect Donovan. Like we're getting, we're giving like the one probably, I guess it might've been the deepest ball caught besides the Cleveland one was the, Price, you know, deep rollouts. Yeah. yeah, and that, that's how that one was set up. And he barely had enough time to get that one off. So that, that's probably it. Um, I, You know, I, I thought we talked last week about special teams. And again, they'll play a huge role. They other than the first couple of kickoffs. And I guess the first couple of kickoffs and the first punt. There's not really a lot to complain about there, but you you cannot lose the game on special teams this week. I mean, I say you can't, you easily could, but <laughs> I would like that to not happen.
0: Yeah, and uh, the one thing we haven't mentioned yet either, um, and I guess he only got two returns, but I was a big fan of, of, of Miles Price back there, return fronts for you. To me, yeah. that seems like that's a no-brainer that you should have been doing for years. The, on- and the only the, reason
1: I can think the, of you not is he's been banged up is the only thing I can think yeah. of because you're right. It, makes, it seems too obvious
0: because the, the the first one that he caught he he made a play and he he got what like 17 18 yards out of it and he got you inside there on their side he flipped the field for you
1: yeah it made um, you not getting that fourth down honestly work out for the best
0: yeah for sure so that that was awesome um and, and did uh I, I didn't I don't know if I heard it or not but did uh did, did anybody ask me why this week about those first two kickoffs and then being short where they miss hit or did he say anything about it
2: nobody asked
0: uh okay. dang okay i was because ted and i were both curious and i'm, I'm sure you were too, Gunner, about it why you just like sky it seemed like you sky
1: kicked both of those for some reason they were both to the same spot like same, they both we'll would have they both would have went out of bounds if the mm-hmm. returner would have let like he let the second one but he caught the first one yeah I don't, I don't know but
2: and the wind was blowing that way
1: yeah that's just True. fair Kick it through the end zone if you can. I don't know what the weather's going to be like Saturday. He but. did a
2: cl- he had a clutch one into the win after he made his kick. Yes, yeah,
1: so. yeah. In hindsight, I'm thinking maybe we should have squibbed that one, and they couldn't even gotten in the field goal range because they wouldn't have enough time. But whatever, uh, that was just a cluster all around, and we were there, <laughs> so, so we we saw the DBs kind of looking at each other like, did we just lose this game? Like, what just happened? Um, but, you know, whatever. That's that's just something that happens. Um, Kansas State wise, we were texting about it before we got on here, because I think we all watched some Kansas State either today or recently. Um, the big takeaway for me is I still don't know if Adrian Martinez is that good, but I do think he played a really good game against OU and OU didn't play him very well.
0: Yeah. And this was kind of the, when he was at Nebraska, this was kind of the MO. It seemed like when they would play these big like primetime games uh, and I think all the way back to, you remember his freshman year when they played Colorado in that like banger of a game, yeah, his freshman and sophomore year. Yeah. That sounds was A couple of years ago that went to like double overtime and he was awesome in that game. I think he was a freshman and I was like, this dude is like the next big thing. Yeah. But then um, he has a, game or two like that every year when he plays these like spotlight games and then the next week he'll come out and you'll go what where like where'd that guy go and it's mostly as a passer he just like he just makes some wild decisions at times and even what's crazy though is even watching that OU game there were a couple throws he made where if they were an inch or literally a couple inches in a different direction he would have thrown two or three picks in that game yeah so I I I, I still don't think he's he's any kind of a real threat as a passer. Um, something I thought was weird um, was uh, looking at their offense and going into this week is – and this is – I don't know if you guys saw this, but for, for Big 12 teams, when they're at home, Kansas State is dead last in scoring offense at home this year at Big 12. This year? Don't know why. Yeah, this year. The, the, the Tulane, they're only scoring, they're the
1: Tulane two, game.
0: <laughs> well, they're only scoring twenty-eight. They're only scoring 28 a, 28 a game at home, which is the most by like a pretty big margin. It's like by ten points,
1: hmm.
0: which I just thought was interesting.
1: Yeah, it, it's just so weird that you, it's so Kansas State because I'm falling into the trap I fall into every year. Where we we're more talented than them, like we should beat them, and then we just don't because. We make mistakes and they do not. But I, I can't get that two lane game out of my head. Like, that's a bad loss. Like, right? <laughs> I'm not crazy there. I have, like, I, I don't think a good team loses to Kansas State at home like that.
2: Yeah, they have the best win in the country, too.
1: <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> Which is the also in the country.
2: Tulane isn't terrible. I mean, they're like, I was kind of looking at them today. They would be favored over U of H at a neutral site by like one point.
1: Oh, that, that's surprising. Okay, I didn't. I didn't know
2: that. Although I do think Parrish is worth like a point. Yeah. On the yeah. Point. So the the if they had Parrish, it'd probably be like. A, I mean, U of H is two point favorites against them at home. Yeah. But okay. uh, it's still not good. I mean, yeah, that not a, that's a bad loss. It's one of the bad one of the worst losses in the Big Twelve, maybe the worst. I don't. I'm trying to think. I, I mean,
0: I the, the other one you'd say is, is West Virginia losing at home to Kansas. At least when it happened, it was the worst loss.
2: Yeah, so that a non um, But it's not anymore. In the non-conference.
0: Yeah. Non-con, probably the worst loss, yeah.
2: Yeah, so they have the worst non-con loss in the Big 12, but they have the best win in the country, according to yeah, the people, I saw that. The people who mm-hmm. try to come up with stuff like that. Um, I mean, I don't know. I, I wouldn't – they're eight-point favorites over us. So, it's just like a blanket statement of, like, we're more talented than them is, like – that's kind of bold.
1: I don't mean that I should, I should rephrase. I always feel like we're more talented. Yeah. You know? and, and,
2: yeah and, and that's fair. That's fair. And like there, if you look at stupid stuff, like team recruiting rankings, you know, like it's not like they have this advantage over us, Yeah, you know? Um, but yeah, their, their offense It's we. They have a weird offense, just like they always have, you know, yes. it's, and uh, they do more designed quarterback runs than, than maybe any team in the Big 12. Although their their designed quarterback runs, it kind of looks like what we do. You know, they just do it like more frequently, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then, and then like Deuce Vaughn is good. He hasn't been that as productive this yeah, year it's as weird. he has been in the past. And they, uh, they they involve him a lot in the like throwing it to him, but he hasn't been a very productive receiver this year. But he's like ran the most routes of any running back. Pretty much, um, but they what was intrigues me about the matchup is, I think they're going to try to run the ball. They, they they don't stress you deep at all. I, I look, they've thrown seven pa- against Power Five uh, F- FBS teams, so including Tulane, they've thrown seven passes twenty or more yards downfield and only completed two of them. You know, for forty eight yards. It's just, it, I could see us. We already kind of like are okay with putting our DBs like the especially our corners on an island. And this is again and like that's against teams who are like gonna try to throw it deep over your head. Mm-hmm, yeah. And so this is a team that's not gonna try to do that. And so um I think they I think our defense matches up okay with them in that regard. Like I, I could see us just like really ratcheting down and, and like being really close to the line of scrimmage and just saying, like, okay, yeah. And and Deuce Vaughn, you know, he didn't really do anything last year against us. I mean, we, we really held him in check last yeah. year. Yeah. Um, so I I, I still I'm don't know how we by, lost
1: that game last year, but I'm glad yeah, we did. I'm,
2: I'm intrigued by the the matchup because I think it's it's a decent one for our defense. I now, I've that's said that before, pretty... and then the other the other team has 700 yards rushing.
1: Right? <laughs> but the what's different about this version of Kansas State, and honestly, last year too, like Malik Knowles is good, but he's not Tyler Lockett. Like he's not like they seem they seem like they usually have a guy who stresses you deep like hunter was saying who if they run that little you know quarterback pop pass like you could get burned by a, you know, a guy going like they don't have that guy now um, they do do that
2: and it looks scary you know yes. like they, they run play action passes with no back sets right yeah so yes. martinez takes the ball he runs for three yards they're run blocking They're rpos too i mean they're run blocking and he runs for like two yards and then he throws it right and it's that looks like Tough to stop. I mean, it yes. really, especially if he, if they get him going, uh, he, almost all of his runs are to are outside of the tackles.
1: Yes. Yeah. Kinda, I
2: was like noticing that. Um, yeah. I, they've they really passed. struggled against Tulane. Tulane did that, like, put everybody within 10 yes. yards. Of
1: lunch yep. I think that's exactly where I was going. Yeah. And their D line, their D line won their matchups, which is like, oh, you did not like that. That was pretty much the difference is. Like those those little runs that you're talking about or those RPOs, they blew them up with penetration, and OU kind of just let it happen.
0: And the thing, the thing to me uh, watching that OU-K State game is, I, you know, one, their their game plan was kind of baffling. It didn't seem like they uh, really looked at the two-lane tape at all and, and really kind of gleaned anything from that because it looked like – and Taylor, correct me wrong, but from like watching it, Really, they were only rushing for OU most of the time. They were dropping seven back on almost every snap, which to me makes zero sense against K State.
1: And when they did rush, they couldn't get any pressure. And that helps a guy like Martinez a ton because now, not only are you, you got less guys to cover, but he's got all day back. It was, it was a bad performance by OU, like really bad. I'm worried about
2: our our offense. Yes. I think that, that is, yeah. Yeah. They've got, um, They have a three. They do a three-man front. They they have like the the scheme. I think it kind of looks similar to NC State's, like the structure of the defense. And they they can just do what uh, teams have done successfully and just rush three and drop eight. I feel like, and if we're not running the ball, and that's then that's a problem. It's hard. It's just hard to. It doesn't matter who you are, especially if you're a young quarterback who most people act like he has trouble processing things to throw the ball when eight guys are in coverage. And they've got, um, you know, number 91 is a three, four end that fe- is first name's Felix. His last name is tough to say. Yeah. He's good. They've got a nose that's going to, I'm telling you, he's going to eat Wilburn's lunch.
1: I mean, I, you know, what? <laughs> I I'm, I'm going the other way than you on. That. I think Wilburn this is the Wilburn redemption tour starts Saturday at 11 a.m. That would be nice. And the, they've the got a hour
0: of being pissed off. comes yeah. into, comes into play
2: they've got a linebacker that rushes the passer really well named Khalid Duke, who's given us problems for
1: the last couple of years. Yeah. That name sounds familiar.
2: But then outside of that, I mean, they're are uh, they, they've got another good, they have like a muddy waters guy that plays that's listed as a linebacker, but he's, he's kind of that type of player. Yeah. Um, and then they've got like these white, these linebackers that man, it's just, I don't understand how, how they are effective, but their defense has been effective.
1: Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And now, having yeah. said that, OU absolutely rolled them up
2: after the first two yes. games of that game. I mean, and it missed,
1: is. missed like Gabriel missed a lot of throws too. Like the, it could have been more. They yeah. averaged nine yeah, that,
2: nine yards per snap after the first two drives. <laughs> yeah, that
0: was yeah, that was gonna be my point of watch whenever I watched that OU game when he got any time to. I mean, which he did get a lot of time, but like when he just kind of sat back there for a couple seconds, he was gashing. K-State for some big plays and and the the receivers were winning their one-on-ones, but a, a lot of just in space where, oh, you guys are just running free and there's no one anywhere near them. So, you know, the thing too with K-State is, is, you know, other than OU, have they really played an offense that's going to give them any kind of challenge yet? And so that's why, it, you know, this game, it's it's a weird game to me. I, I don't really know how to feel it out other than, like both of y'all said, I, I think for our defense, I think they have a solid matchup here where it's it's pretty definitive what they should do. Um, but, but for our offense, it's, you know, to me, it's, it's like which offense shows up the offense you saw last week or the offense you saw against NC state. Houston? Yeah, if, if, you
2: if, you, if we don't have anything catastrophic happen, I think, and I think if we play straight up, you know, there are no non-offensive touchdowns for them. I, I like our chances and that's, yeah. You Know that that seems um weird to when you're playing on the road and you're eight point dogs and you gotta why, are, teams, eight, why are we why are we eight, eight
1: point dogs? That does that number seems high to me. So you got to give them some for playing at home,
2: yeah. And um, they're they they look good on paper, like I said. I mean, their, their yeah. offense doesn't, but their their defense does, and,
1: and we look bad on paper and we look bad on we do, you yeah.
2: know, our offense does,
1: yeah, yeah. I guess that's true. It just that just seems like a lot for a team. So the the lines,
2: good. the line is not. Really factoring in Saturday's offense, you know, it's yeah. our offense as a whole, right? And really mm-hmm. Not counting Murray State. So yeah. I, I do, I do think it's high. I think it feels high. It feels a little high to me. Um, I, I mean, I my think thought it's, would be like under a touchdown. Yeah, I think it's, you, you know, you, you guess. We were at the airport, and I was like, "Well, what, what would you make the yeah. line?" is you told me six and a half, and that's, I think that's what it opened at.
1: Yeah. So somebody yeah. was in line with that. Six, so, yeah, six and a half, six. That makes sense to me. I, but I am curious of, can Kittley do this twice in a row? Because,
2: yeah. and now it's on tape, I think. And
1: we're offensive we're, coordinators yeah. get a little, I, you know, I know from experience, you get a little impatient, like you, you find success. You're like, oh, if we can do that, we can do this, you know? And then all of a sudden you can't do this. And so it will be interesting to see, do we have a little bit of, okay, like we're trying, we got to rein this back in again. We tried too much. Or is it this is the plan? We know what we can do. We can tweak it here. We can add a wrinkle here and add a wrinkle there. But you know, we're not going, we're not going back to NC State, Houston. We're staying in this, you know, zip code and we're just adding wrinkles here and there. That would be the way I approach it. So it'll be interesting to see how Kitley does it. I, I would be interested. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say personnel-wise. I'm in, because if Loic's banged up. I just I don't wonder think what is. our what I don't think he is. I thought somebody said he was.
2: Somebody said he was, but then Maguire was asked about maybe Sparkman or someone else. And he, I think actually Maguire sh- straight up said, no, nothing's wrong with Lowick. Like somebody asked, he only played five or six snaps. Something wrong oh, with okay. So, you know, we were, we moved, so they moved Sparkman from behind Bradley to behind Lowick. So yeah. they could get him going a little bit more. And then McGuire said, during the game, we just rode their hot hand, which I took to mean, well, Spartan well, got to start, yeah. Which, yeah, so, so low yeah, Spartan it, started, what you know, guys were just playing over them,
1: okay? Because that I think that's interesting too. Like, is will cup like, are we gonna like, speaking of riding the hot hand, are we gonna see more cup, you know, or are, are we gonna see more, you know, 12 personnel? Like, if if uh, if our outside receivers aren't doing it for us, let's see, you know, price uh Bradley and two tight ends out there. You know, like I'm just interested to see if they if they start to like if we're figuring out what to do scheme wise, can we also figure out who our guys are and just put them in positions regardless of straight, you know, outside, inside, whatever, can we get our best guys out on the field? Yes.
0: The other, the other thing too that we haven't mentioned yet about uh last week, the thing that I thought really set you up for success was you, you, you ran it on, like, a ton of your first downs. And whether you were getting a yard, no gain, or three yards, you just kind of kept going back to the well. And what I really liked about that is I think that really set up everything else you were doing for the day. And it also – you just didn't have as many of these, like, second-long, third-long plays as, as you did against, like, NC State and Houston. You stayed, you stayed on schedule more. And so, you know, I think against K-State too, I think that's going to be a thing is like, can you do that against their defensive line? Are you going to be able to, you know, whether it's a handoff or it's a little dinky screen or it's something where just these continual three and four-yard plays, are you going to be able to figure out a way to maintain that in any way? Um, you know, to me, I, I just – maybe I end up being I, I just don't think that that – Kansas State has the same dudes as UT did, especially in their front seven. And so, I, I'm not. I'm not saying they're not going to get after you. I think they have some talented pass rushers, but I, I think there's an opportunity there to still kind of have that same little momentum on offense if you kind of have a similar kind of game plan.
1: Yeah, and I think the key is to stay on schedule. Like Donovan. Schedule. Is, yeah. Like Donovan, we saw it against Iowa State. If you can just you know, don't get sacked, fall for two yards. (laughs) Like how that does so much. And like Hunter said, staying out of obvious passing downs does so much for him and the offensive line. I mean, if you can do that, I don't know. Again, I don't want to fall into the trap, but stay on schedule. Don't allow non-offensive points. and You might be all right.
0: I will say, I I, go ahead, Hunter.
2: Yeah, uh, first 11 a.m. game for both teams and, and it's going to be loud. Like they, they have real fans. Yeah. They, they show up and they yell and it doesn't really, you know, it doesn't their team the quality of their team isn't really, doesn't matter. they've
1: nearly sold out the rest of their home games on their schedule. Like each home game has less than a thousand tickets left.
2: However, I, I, I think the ask, getting our ass kicked at NC state might pay some dividends. Like I typically for a tech team, this is the first time we would be going and into any kind of road environment, you know, and now we've, yeah. not only have we gone and played somewhere, it was like as tough as it's going to get. Yeah. And, uh, we got destroyed. So it's, you know, like, I think you, we're not going to, we, we shouldn't be like shocked or there, you know, nobody should have like a weird look by just playing on the road in front of a bunch of people yelling.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And McGuire said McGuire was on the ticket and he mentioned, like, he's excited to play an 11 a.m. game. Honestly, for the same reason Kleiman picked 11 a.m. is he was like, we don't have to wait around in the hotel all day. Just with that anxious, nervous energy, like, we can just get it done. And mm-hmm. that might pay dividends as well.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. Um, this, too, and, and, you know, this really feels like it's probably – I probably end up being wrong because when I say these things, they usually don't turn out this way this to me really feels like a 20 to 14 or like 24 to 17 kind of game i was thinking I, whatever,
1: 14 earlier <laughs> yeah
0: it's it's going to be one of these where i think both of your defenses are this is going to be kind of a, a back and forth low possessions I mean, it's the kind of game K State wants to play, but as crazy as it is, it's probably the first time this is the same kind of game you want to play.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We're not, we're not afraid to mix it up with them for the first time in a while. Total's 50. So that's encouraging. I'd take the under. Total is what? 56. Yeah. I would would lean under two.
0: I mean, that's 27 and a half piece if you even it out.
1: Yeah. So 31, 24, K State. I like that yeah mm. that's kind of that'll be interesting I wonder when the last actually no I it was one of those Wells games Yost games where I think we beat Kansas like 17-14 or West Virginia real real low scoring like that where the defense quarter does I was trying to think of a if we've ever won again or the last time we won a game without scoring 20. A uh,
0: Baylor game was similar to that. Yeah you, a
1: bunch of those yeah that's you're right a bunch of those were like that but I'm excited. I usually am not excited to play K-State, but I am. And maybe that's just because I'm riding a high. That's just the way this works. But I think McGuire seems <laughs> – it's his unfair pressure, but he seems like the type of guy that fights the here we go again. Like hadn't beaten Texas here since 2008, let him off the hook two years ago, pretty much let him off the hook again this year. No, we did not. And then maybe yeah. we can have that same kind of mojo against Kansas State. Again, I don't know. That's probably too much pressure to put on the guy. But whatever. That's that's what I'm thinking.
0: I, I also feel like as far as, you know, what, what wins you this football game? It's To me, it's pretty simple. Just don't make any big mistakes, which is a classic K-State thing. Just don't let – don't let – don't beat yourself. Um, stay on schedule on offense. And defensively, because um, I, I looked it up – uh, deuce is, is probably going to touch the ball anywhere from 20 to 25 times, whether that's catching it or running it one way or the other. You just have to make sure when, when he's effective, it's just whenever he has, has the ball in space. If he doesn't have the ball in space and you're playing well up front and you're keeping him in these kind of phone booths, then he, he's not going to get loose. It's just really whenever he's out in space and he can make a play on somebody. Yeah. So you got to keep him contained that way. And, and I feel good about that with your front seven. I think you can do a lot of that. Now, at some point, he's going to make a play, and it is, it's it's going to be what it is. But if you can do that, and if you can really kind of stymie Adrian Martinez running, running the ball, really those two things, their offense,
1: you're going to have a chance to
0: win this game. Yep.
1: Hunter, you got nerds, anything else before we wrap it up? I don't think so. A All right, well, he let's get it done. He R- he rest died, in peace, I Coolio. Nerds, anything else? i
2: he rest in peace. <laughs> Not for real, though. Just, just <laughs> from the
1: roster. here is nerds, these nerds nerd out a lot Go, Taylor. No,
0: Hunter.